Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com and ADC Media, producers of fine Catholic programming like Light of the East, and supplier of imaging, underwriting announcements, and promos for Catholic podcasts and radio stations. Inquire at ADC Media 128 at Outlook.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya, your host. I would like to send a message of gratitude and also hello and also congratulations out to some fellow Byzantine Catholics that are of the Melkite jurisdiction. Melkite refers to Byzantine Catholics. They follow the Byzantine liturgical tradition, as do I. They follow it, but they are from the Middle East, from areas like Syria and Lebanon. And they follow the Byzantine rite because the Byzantine rite, as certain rites are in the church, especially the Byzantine rite, think of it as an umbrella. The umbrella itself is the right, and underneath that right, there are different jurisdictions. And basically, they're defined by country or culture, ethnicity, uh, nationality, whichever word you want to use. So, for instance, in my particular church, we're called the Ruthenian Church. Now, the word Ruthenian is an anglicized version of the word Rusin, which means the sons of Rus, the people of Rus. And these are the original people that populated that area in the lower Tatra Mountains called the Carpathian Mountains, which is the exact epicenter of Europe. It's where Slovakia, Hungary, Ukraine all come together, that region. Well, the Melkites are Byzantines. Those who practice the Byzantine rite, the Byzantine spirituality and liturgical tradition, but from the Middle East. And recently I had the honor, the privilege, of directing a retreat for the clergy of the Melkite Eparchy of Newton, Massachusetts, now, just to show you how the Eastern Rites are, especially in America, there are some Eastern Rites where the entire North America, or, for instance, maybe just America itself, nonetheless, it's huge, that entire region, there's only one diocese, or what we call eparchy. And that's how it is for the Melkites. They have one eparchy centered in Newton, which is near Boston, Massachusetts. 
And they hope to have more eparchies as well, because the bishop there, Bishop Nicholas Samra, announced that he is going to appeal to Rome to actually develop more eparchies in America for the Melkite Church. They do have an eparchy in Mexico. Imagine that, Mexico. Yes, there are Byzantine Catholic Melkites in Mexico. There are in other parts of the world too, Canada and so on. But I want to send my congratulations to the Melkite clergy and actually the whole eparchy of Newton, Massachusetts, because while I was giving the talks, the conferences to the clergy of the Melkite eparchy of Newton, during that same time, Bishop Samra spoke to the clergy, but he also had a celebration. He celebrated his 75th birthday, his 50th anniversary as a priest, and his 30th anniversary as a bishop. Now, he did all those three together, and that was actually his wish. They were just going to throw him a party, I think, for his 75th birthday. But as he said, I'm not real big on parties. And he said, I've even known to, to walk away from my own surprise party because no one told me about it. <laughs> so he said, okay, I've got my 75th anniversary coming up. Then I'm going to have my 50th as a priest and 30th as a bishop. So I know you're probably going to want to do different separate parties for that. And I don't, I'm, not, I'm not really into the party thing. So tell you what, I don't like to draw all that attention to myself. So let's do all three of them together. So that was his wish. So that's what they did. And there was a marvelous celebration there at the end of the retreat for Bishop Samra and his eparchy. And it's very interesting that Bishop Samra is going to be approaching Rome to establish more eparchies for the Melkite population, the Melkite Byzantine population in America. That shows that there is obviously some growth. Now, part of the reason for that growth is that, as I mentioned, the Melkites come from Syria and Lebanon. And as you know, in those areas of the world, especially in Syria, there's been tremendous hardship because of war. So many of the Christians, in fact, unfortunately, in the Middle East, this was a concern, especially of Pope Benedict XVI. He would plead for Middle Eastern Christians to remain there, but even although it was difficult, uh, the problem is, is that the Middle East is basically hemorrhaging Christians because of the troubles there, the difficulties, the wars, the refugee camps, and so on. And that includes people close to home, at least certainly close to home to me. And if you're listening to this program as an Eastern Catholic, or if you're interested in the Eastern churches, it would be close to home because these are Eastern Catholics, just like me, just like some of you. These are Eastern Catholics, but they are experiencing this tremendous hardship from the turmoil in the Middle East. And so there's been many refugees, many people who have come from Syria and Lebanon, including clergy, and they've come here to America. And so the Melkite church is growing here in North America. And Bishop Samra wishes to rise up and meet the challenges of that. In fact, he's very, very interested in evangelization. And he actually presented his own plan of action to his clergy of evangelization. And a big part of that has to do with evangelizing in terms of catechizing. In other words, he wants his people, his Eastern Catholic people, Melkite, Byzantine Catholics, to come to know more deeply their own faith and their own church, that faith that is expressed through their particular tradition. It's the Byzantine rite, but it's also expressed through their Middle Eastern culture. They have their own particular chant. They have their own particular customs. And one of the things he said, and this applies to all Eastern churches, specifically Eastern churches, because many Eastern churches come with a very, very strong ethnic component, a very, very strong connectedness with their churches of origins in the Middle East or the Eastern European countries and so on. 
he cautioned that we have to, as Eastern Catholics, move beyond just identifying ourselves in terms of a rather provincial definition, in terms of our customs, you know, the foods we eat, our traditions, and so on, that it's got to go deeper. Not that Eastern Catholics define themselves exclusively that way, but there's a tendency to rely too much on that and not, therefore, to really come to know our faith, to really come to know our spirituality, and to share it with the world, to be evangelical. The ability to share ourselves, our riches, our spiritual riches, not just our ethnic riches, not just the best recipe for some Middle Eastern dish, as the bishop said (laughs) to his people, not only that, but to share the rich, deep spirituality of our iconography, our liturgy, the Desert Fathers, the monasticism, the sense of the sacred, all of the riches of the Eastern churches, it's a tendency in the Eastern churches not to be able to share that as well beyond ourselves. We don't do it as well as our Latin Rite brethren. Our Latin Rite brethren have a real gift for bringing the word beyond themselves. They have a real gift to go about the world, conquering it for the gospel. They're probably perhaps more portable overall than Eastern churches, but by nature, that is their gift. The Western church has a tremendous gift to move out of itself, to go and, I'll use the term, conquer for the Lord, not to conquer people, but to, in a sense, come and bring this gospel message in a very dominant and dynamic way to any part of the world. Now, the Eastern churches do that, yes, but they don't do it with as much aggressiveness, and I say that in a good way. They don't do it with as much adeptness or aggressiveness as the Western churches, because it is the gift of the West. Now, the East has the gift in its own way, but it's not quite as unique and powerful as in the West. We have to admit, we all have different gifts. However, the Eastern churches must move more and more in direction of sharing themselves, especially now at this point in time. And Bishop Nicholas Samra, and I knew him even before he was Bishop Nicholas, I knew him when he was Father Nicholas Samra, he was always very dynamic, and he was always very, very committed to evangelization, to his own churches, his own Melkite Byzantine church, coming to really know who they are, to revel in that, to live that, and to let their light shine to the world not just be satisfied with being just among themselves. You know, that provincialism that is oftentimes a, a, a bit of a default of Eastern churches. So Bishop Samra, all the time he was a priest, and also when he became Bishop Samra, was always committed to nudging the Eastern churches along to move outside of themselves. He was always very instrumental, not only in evangelization, but in the catechetical aspect of that. He would write many things. He helped to create many books and catechetical series, especially the God With Us series, which is the, basically the standard series of Eastern Catholic churches for catechism. He was part of the ECDD, in other words, the Eastern Conference of Diocesan Directors of, of the Eastern Catholic Churches. He was part of the gatherings of Eastern churches, where they would come together and discuss different issues and have seminars together. He was always very, very dynamic in mobilizing the Eastern churches, not only his own, but other Eastern churches, to advance our riches, share them with the world. First of all, come to know them, but also to share them with the world. And this is a nudging, this is a message that the Eastern Catholic churches do need to hear. They need to hear it from themselves, and they also need to take a lesson from our Latin Rite brethren on how to move beyond ourselves. Now, we're not going to be able to do it as the Latin Rite can do it. 
We're not the same as them, but we can still do it in our own way. We can move beyond ourselves. In fact, we must move beyond ourselves, beyond just defining ourselves in terms of ethnic traditions. As much a part as that is of our charm, it's not what totally defines us. It's not what we use to really evangelize. It's not fully what we're about. It's a beautiful aspect about it, but it's not fully what we're about. We're about the gospel. We're about Jesus Christ, just like the Latin rite. We're about God and the truth, just that we do it in our particular way, our Eastern spirituality and whatever ethnic jurisdictions we come from as well. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the imperative for the Eastern churches to move beyond themselves and how they can do that and to talk a little bit more about Bishop Samra and his wonderful Melkite Byzantine Catholic Church here in North America. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion, and to tell the story of the Eastern lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. What is the Byzantine Catholic faith and its spirituality? Would you like to learn about the art of bringing others to Christ and learn about unlocking the mystery of the faith by taking an introduction to Eastern Christian Bible study? Your gateway to learn more about these and other topics and experience the richness of the Byzantine Church is as close as your digital device. Visit God With Us Online, which offers free live webinars. Registration is easy. All you have to do is register at easterncatholic.org forward slash events. That's easterncatholic.org forward slash events. Your Byzantine Catholic faith will grow as you experience these free live webinars, which will give you greater insights about the varied and rich aspects of the faith. Visit easterncatholic.org forward slash events. God With Us is an outreach project of the Eparchial Directors of Religious Education and the Eastern Catholic Associates and is dedicated to the catechetical renewal of Eastern Catholics in the United States in accord with the Church's call for a new evangelization. This is Archbishop Salvatore Cordiglione of the Archdiocese of San Francisco, and you are listening to Light of the East. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Lawyer, your host. I'm talking about and also congratulating, tipping my hat to my brothers and sisters in the Melkite Byzantine Catholic tradition, in particular, their marvelous dynamic bishop, Bishop Nicholas Samra. Again, this is the eparchy of Newton, Massachusetts. And I want to thank the clergy there who hosted me and were very complimentary, very responsive to the conferences that I gave. And I will have information for them. They asked me for some of my notes in a written form and so on from the conferences, and I will have that available. We'll have it available on our, on our TaborLife.org website, TaborLife.org. I'll have to get that together. Now, I will be posting those notes, my thoughts from the conference. What I spoke about basically was, well, the overall thing was priesthood as spiritual fatherhood, but I spoke to the priest about how we can draw from our own sacramental, liturgical, ascetical, mystical tradition, together with John Paul II's Theology of the Body, 
And we can look at ourselves as clergy in the mystical way, in terms of our true mystical fatherhood, manhood, and priesthood, how the three essentially go together and kind of define each other, and how we can then apply that not only to ourselves, but then to our people. So we apply these things to ourselves because we incarnate among our people as priests what we are, what our understanding of life is, our own understanding, in this case, of being men in terms of God's order of things as fathers, spiritual fathers, but in a very real way, and also as priests. So this is what I spoke to them about. And again, like I said, I'll be having some of those points up on our TaborLife.org website in the near future. But I mentioned that Bishop Salmon, he was a great example of exactly what I was talking about, that to evangelize, we're going to have to have a strong sense of fatherhood and manhood among the clergy, because the priests, let's face it, the priests are the ones that are going to be the energy, the engine behind the evangelization. The, the leaders, like Moses, it points to direction. It, it's part of being a man. It's part of priesthood, part of fatherhood. And we have to understand that mystically. So Bishop Samaras call to his own church and clergy for evangelization was very providentially timed for the retreat that I directed among their clergy. And the clergy of the Melchi Byzantine Catholic faith are an interesting group because there are those who came from other denominations to the Melchi church. They are not ethnically Lebanese or Syrian or Middle Eastern at all. There's also those who have come from the Middle East, as I mentioned, from Syria and Lebanon. Some are married, some are not. And there's also those who are native-born here in the United States. Some are married, some are not. So it was an interesting group of clergy that I was with. And they had a great spirit among them, and I think they are open and prone to evangelizing. So how do we evangelize in the Eastern churches? How does a bishop like Bishop Samra, as he calls his own church, his own Melchi church, to a, a very, a very vigorous evangelization, how do we do that in the Eastern churches? As I mentioned, we don't have the exact same gifts in that regard as our Western brothers and sisters. However, we do have our own gifts, and we have to evangelize in the way that we can. Well, one of the ways is, first of all, we have to make ourselves known, which is why I am sitting here talking to you on this radio program, Lay of the East, as I've done for many, many years, and I thank all of you for listening. We have to get out there in media in every way we can. Let's face it, media is a great means of evangelization, and the Eastern churches have been involved in it, but not really nearly as aggressively as they should. So we need to get involved in media, first of all. Secondly, we need to really know who we are and really revel in that, really live in that, you know, polish that up and let, it, let our light really shine. And that's always an ongoing process in the Eastern churches. So we have to really know who we are, be very, very proud of it in the good sense, not in the sinful sense of pride, but proud in a way that we know that this is rich, that this is something that the world could use to heal, to come to know Christ to come to just have a better, happier, holier life, to come to understand the order of God's creation, to live better, and to share that with the world. We have to have confidence in that as Eastern churches, and we don't always have that kind of confidence. I sometimes say that the original sin of the Eastern churches is its sense of inferiority. If we were, if we were really honest, I think we would realize that. We have to move beyond that and realize that what we have was given to us by God and by great saints, and it's to be shared. It's to be shared beyond ourselves. The third thing is, 
we have to make sure that our communities, especially our parish communities, are always very, very welcoming. That even if we have, we have preserved the ethnic dimension of our churches, all the Eastern churches, as I mentioned earlier, have a certain ethnic dimension to them. As we preserve that, which is okay, it's fine, we can't make that the front profile. We cannot exude a certain aura in Eastern Catholic churches where if somebody comes looking for faith, looking for a church, as many people do today, they shouldn't come to one of our Eastern Catholic churches and look at it and say, well, you know, I'm not part of this ethnicity. I don't have a background in the Slavic nations or the Middle Eastern countries, so I don't know if I'm really going to be welcome here. I don't know if I really fit in. We can't do that. We have to be able to exude a welcomeness, a welcoming kind of spirituality at all times. Yes, we can preserve and use the, the charm and the gifts of our ethnic traditions, but they can never be what defines us. They can never be front and center. They can never be the front profile. They're there. They're good in their own way, of course. But what has to be our front profile is the raw truth of the gospel. Many studies have proven, and they've always been consistent for years. They've studied this. Churches of all kinds, of all denominations have studied. What makes somebody join a church and stay? See, it's two parts. What makes them join and stay? And overwhelmingly, the answer to that in all the studies for all these denominations for all these years, the one thing at the top of the list is people join and or stay because they felt welcome. And I'm not talking about just in a superficial sense. I'm talking about truly welcome, that regardless of whatever ethnic jurisdiction there is to a particular Eastern Catholic church, you can feel at home here. You can feel welcome. You can be part of the community. We welcome you. And again, I don't mean just superficially. Yes, we have many parishes use greeters and so on. I had that too, which is good. It's good. But it's got to go beyond that got to go beyond the official greeters. That's part of it, important part, but it's got to go beyond that, where that person just does really feel valued, that their particular gifts are invited to be part of that community, to contribute to that community. People pay attention to them. People reach out to them. This is what Eastern Catholic churches can do. And in fact, it's one of the richest of the Eastern Catholic churches because we're small, we can't help but bump into each other. You cannot be an anonymous worshiper in an Eastern Catholic church. I mean, you can try, but you know what? You'll look kind of weird because in many Eastern Catholic churches, there can be as little as 10 people. Yes, there are parishes that are just hanging on with 10 or 12 people. I know it's unthinkable, but it exists. Or there's outreaches and missions with those few people. There's parishes that have maybe 50 people, 60, 70, 100, maybe 150. Very few Eastern Catholic churches have several hundred people on a weekend or on a Sunday. So we have an advantage. It's a disadvantage, too, of being you know very small, but it's also an advantage of intimacy, of welcome, of everybody being noticed, everybody you can't help but bump into each other, so to speak. So the Eastern churches have an automatic default gift for welcoming people. If we're that small and we don't make someone feel welcome being that small, that's really a shame. That's really, really wrong. And this is the kind of thing that people like Bishop Nicholas Samra of the Melkite Church is urging his own church to move beyond. Eastern Catholic churches should by nature be very welcoming. You can't help but get noticed. You bump into each other. You kind of rub shoulders with each other automatically. And so 
People should feel always welcome, part of the family. The other aspect of the Eastern Church's evangelizing is to not only to know and to live and revel in who they are, but they have to continue to let that light really shine. In other words, to develop who they are, architecturally, liturgically, spiritually, develop it to its nth degree. In other words, continue learning, continue to live it more richly, more, more authentically. Never think that you've arrived. Always keep striving for more because these two churches, especially in the Western countries, think of it as like a treasure chest you find in grandma's attic. You open up that treasure chest and it just has no bottom to it. You just keep pulling stuff out that you didn't really know was there. Maybe it's some idea, but you always discover something else and you keep going deeper, deeper into that treasure chest. Well, that's the Eastern Catholic churches. That's actually the whole Catholic church, but in particular the Eastern Catholic churches, because a lot of our riches over time, as we move to the Western world from our Eastern origins, a lot of those riches were, well, like a treasure chest in grandma's attic. It got covered over or obscured or lost. And all that has to be rediscovered and dusted off and applied to today's world, to today's ministry. These are just some of the ways that the Eastern Catholic churches can rise to that clarion call by people like Bishop Nicholas Samra, who once again, we congratulate on his 75 years of life on earth, 50 years as a priest and 30 years as a Byzantine Catholic bishop. So congratulations and many years to Bishop Nicholas Samra of the Newton Eparchy, the Byzantine Melkite Eparchy of Newton, and to all his clergy and to his people. Thank you for listening. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. To hear Light of the East again, visit byzantinecatholic.com and click on the Features and Programs tab and on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Light of the East. We encourage you to tell a friend about Light of the East and to visit byzantinecatholic.com. Light of the East is produced by ADC Media. You know what Catholic Radio is? It's training for the troops. It's a inter-aural of the ear boot camp. The folks who listen, who grow in their faith, grow in charity, grow in all the virtues, they then go out and exert an influence far beyond just themselves. Catholic Radio has an exponential effect for bringing people deeper into the faith. Dr. Ray Garendi thinks Catholic Radio is important. So should you. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the light of the East. To learn more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue Light of the East with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount will be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Wilcook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. Or donate online on the homepage of ByzantineCatholic.com. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God grant you many happy years. Oh!